I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is episode 55 with Bob Are you looking for business school without the BS? Maybe you want to learn leadership from the very best. Learn how to hire, inspire, or fire. Or maybe you want to start or grow your business. Why not check out thrive15.com forward slash nomads. Trainings are broken up into 15-minute episodes that are guaranteed to make you learn in a practical way. You can learn from world-class mentors like Lee Cockrell, David Robinson, and Michael Levine. Check it out. www.thrive15.com forward slash nomads. Or you could just enter thrive15.com and enter the promo code nomads. And you should have 30 days of free access of inspired world-class training for 10th of the cost of business school. www.thrive15.com forward slash nomads welcome to the as told by nomads podcast where you'll learn how nomads third culture kids entrepreneurs and leaders all over the world embrace their global identity and use their difference to make a difference and now having lived on four different continents here's your host Welcome, everybody. Today I have with me Bob Collin. He's an adjunct professor of business administration for the Fuqua School of Business, Duke University. I'm a Dukey, so that's, that's a good thing. He's also an adjunct professor for the business for Columbia Business School as well as Columbia University. Um, and as the CEO of Business Improvisations, he helps people develop experiential learning programs for businesses. Now, for almost 20 years, Bob has performed and taught improvisation internationally. His teaching and performing credits include Chicago's famed Second City, uh, Improv Olympic, Columbia College, London Theater Sports, the Bath Theater, you know, on the whole slew of other things like that. And today we're going to talk about how his consultant and teaching work in leadership and managerial improvisation can actually help with team skills and also build a collaborative corporate culture. Welcome to the show, Bob. Thanks very much for having me, Tyo. 
Well, you are welcome. So I, I talked about it there. You have a huge background in improvisation, and I'm, I'm, you use that to embrace change and bring about creative solutions. But I'm curious as to how you got started and, and what really your background is. Sure. I have actually a formal degree in undergrad, actually, in uh, business, which appropriately enough is a BS in business. And was, at a young age, a very successful businessman. I left it all, though, to study improvisation, because once I started taking classes in the art of improvisation in Chicago, I realized that was really where my skin was. So I abandoned business uh, for a couple of years just to study improvisation and uh, proved in the mid-90s that a professional improviser at that time was an oxymoron as I burned through my entire savings account just to do everything in my power to stay away from business, only in the late 90s to realize I wasn't performing at the top of my intelligence and I could do what I did very well in business and actually have a love for business and marry it with my, my great love, which is improvisation, to create programs that actually affect people and help business people specifically affect other people. Right. So, and then when the, when you decided, you said you left business. I'm curious about that. Talk to me about that journey. When you said you were very successful, and then you decided to leave it all for improv. What was that road like? You know, it's that Robert Frost journey where you you took the road less traveled. Why did you uh, decide to go that way? Oh, uh, absolutely. Uh, it was the road less traveled, and you know, it was really much to my parents' chagrin. I can imagine. <laughs> you know, I went through four and a half years of university. I graduated the University of Illinois at Chicago, and uh, I was a very, very successful young businessman in specifically creative marketing, uh, and even more specifically, guerrilla marketing, which led to publicity and public relations, and won a couple of awards, Bank of America Awards for Small Business, things like that. And really was on the fast track to agency work in both uh, either advertising agency or public relations houses, things of that nature. And just once I started taking classes, I realized this is where I should be. There was really no question about it. And so this change from a, a very secure income and trajectory to great, you know, theoretically anyway, great success mm -hmm. uh, was jarring for my parents. And, you know, they had one of these come to Jesus moments with me when they sit me down and say, you're really not going to do this, are you? And what I implored from them was four and a half years. It took me four and a half years to get through university. Give me four and a half years to see what this is all about. And if I can't figure out a way to make it work, then you know I can always go back to business. So after a few rounds of that, they settled into the fact that at this point I'm a, a man and I need to make decisions that right. work for me and I essentially started from scratch and literally zero in my bank account when it was all said and done after a couple of years of doing everything in my power to avoid getting into business. Then I started, uh, you know, I was fortunate that I met a couple of great people who introduced me to the Fuqua School of Business, for example, and that's opened up a lot of opportunity for me and I can marry two great loves of mine. Hmm. Now, you said you were avoiding business for a little bit, but now it sounds like you had the full circle moment where your improv actually connected you to business and you actually make those direct connections right now. You do that with teaching and with your with your, you know, approach it with uh, you know, workshops and stuff like that. Did you um how did you find that connection? Cuz initially it sounded like you you wanted to separate both of them, but then you saw that both of them could actually work together. Oh yeah. Well, 
I, I just didn't want to go back to business, to be honest with you. More than separating the two of them, it was I did everything in my power not to become a businessman. I was a, a nanny a summer, and I hauled sheetrock. I painted houses. <laughs> you, uh, I, I really did everything that I could to avoid. <laughs> you were, you said you were a nanny. Yeah, I was a, I was a nanny. I, I have much respect for you. I have so much <laughs> so much respect. <laughs> all right, cool. All right, okay. And then, uh, yeah, and then, I you know, teaching improv in corporations has really been around since the the mid nineties, even a little bit before that. However, it started getting its its roots in the mid nineties on a deeper level. So by ninety eight or so, I was teaching it for some of those great houses in Chicago, and the the thing was when students would leave the program, they would have a lot of fun. And they would walk out of the program saying, that was fun. It was vacuous, though. It was just a waste of time. And now I have to actually go back and make up for the four or five hours that I spent doing this fun program because it has no business in, in improv has no business in business. Right. And that made me feel really like a charlatan. It made me feel really hollow, like I was selling snake oil. And I knew being a successful businessman and being a, a successful improviser that there was something way deeper in the two of these. And about that time... Uh, serendipity would actually strike, which is really where improvisation thrives as well. You know, improvisation is living in the moment, being able to recognize and capitalize on unexpected opportunity, and that's what serendipity really is. Mm -hmm. And uh, the serendipitous event was the fact that I was teaching somebody who was a professor at the Duke University Fuqua School of Business while the Duke Fuqua School of Business was while was looking for some experiential learning. And he approached me and said, hey, have you ever thought about you know combining improv and business? And I said, I think about it all the time. It's just not done right. And so I was provided the opportunity to um, possibly get into the university. When I say possibly, uh, the first thing I did was go to the, the theater in which I was teaching this student and ask permission. I said, actually, I asked him to take it. I said, this guy came to me with this situation. What do you want to do about it? This is your student, and I'm working for you. You're paying my check, so technically this is yours. And what I was told is that there's no interest in it. So I actually tried to go to two other theaters in Chicago and do the same thing, not because of ethics, more because I'd never created a huge program before. And what I was told was, why don't you create the program and then bring it back to us after you create it? And I said, all right, well, if I'm going to do that, then <laughs> I should just create the program and own it. Right. So... uh I had the opportunity then right in front of me to take something I was good at in business, and like I said, I care for that, and combine it with my great love of improvisation and do it to standards and uh, that I can stand behind and put integrity behind the work, where I'm not losing the integrity of the art of improvisation. At the same time, I know how to drive it and make it really meaningful and impactful for business people. So that was that moment where a couple of worlds collided at the same time, uh, the person who would become my business partner, Craig Fox, and I put it up at the Duke Fuqua School of Business in January 2000, and it exploded. 15, it was the 16th iteration this year of that program. 15 years on paper, though, just it popped. The students loved it. The, the faculty and deans were incredibly intrigued by what we did, and they just kept saying, do more. Make it deeper. Make it more meaningful. Make it more relevant. Make connections. And they're began the path that would become business improvisations. And that, that that was all she wrote, and then it's been history since. 
<laughs> well, a lot of a lot of work to create history, of course. <laughs> right. Well, well, yeah. That's 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 very very fair. Now, okay. The the thing I love about improv, and when when I was you know when uh, I got the message that you were you know interested in spreading the message is is a lot the change, right? There's so much change. You have to get creative. Um, even when you're, I was just at a conference speaking. I, I, I just there was so many things I had to do on the fly. Improv. Now those were business settings. And when I was getting ready for this interview, I was thinking, you know, the, you know, Bob's actually really onto something here because it, it, if you, the more you develop this skill set, the more it actually helps you than you realize. So, I'm curious as to maybe if you have an example of someone or a case study of of people that you you helped in the business setting um, with you know improv training. Oh, absolutely! I, you know, Tyler, you nailed something right on the head that this is a skill set that needs to be practiced. I think a lot of people just dismiss it as being something innately gifted in some people or that you're more right-brained or left-brained so you can or cannot do this better than somebody else. When in truth, like any other skill set, the more you work out those muscles, the stronger you get at it. Right. And of course, it's all relative. Some people are innately more gregarious or open-minded or forthcoming than other people who are more innately introverted or analytically thinking. And that's fair. What we're talking about, though, is strengthening a skill set related to so many different things, like seeing beyond numbers and connecting with people, or as you just said, being thrust into a position to speak. Some people would clam up and close down and say, no, 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 I don't have my notes, I'm missing it, and I can't do it, and others can say, all right, wait a minute, I don't know what exactly I'm going to do. I figured out I'm an intelligent individual, and no one's lived my life more than I have, so surely there's something I could talk about. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's tons and tons. I'm so fortunate. I mean, hundreds of success stories. The one that's most recent to me is someone who uh, recently invented a product called the Smart iReach, which is uh, a smarter version of the um, iReach. The I, it's a smarter version of the, the – I don't know the competitor product, actually, so I'm not going to do uh, that much justice – it's the iPhones and smart cameras that you put at the end of a stick, and you can take pictures of selfies now from different angles. Huh. And then how did he, you know, what so, happened with this person? Yeah, this individual was part of a, a program for a pharmaceutical company. He was a pharma salesperson and realized after taking the program that that wasn't his true calling, and he needed to step away and do something different. So he had this idea of the smart eye reach in the back of his head and stepped out of the, uh, the pharma company to form this product. And then next thing you know, at the Oscars just this past year in 2015, uh, they were part of every celebrity's basket, gift basket, and there were I, uh, excuse me, um, uh, selfie stands where people could take pictures of each other using this product, and it's yeah. just exploded. And it was all because... This individual embraced the idea that you know change is inevitable, and you either lead it, you follow it, or you get drugged by it. Wow! Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, and this reminds me because I, the company that I, that I, you know, this what this is about. UID Media is the premise is use your difference to make a difference, and where we believe that we can help build the next set of global leaders is by encouraging people to communicate across cultures as well as thinking outside the box. So. We're always looking for different ways to foster creativity by outside-the-box thinking, and one of the ways to do that is to actually dare to be yourself, which is different from 7 billion other people. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, just being authentic 
makes you unique. Yep. And that uniqueness, you know, I'm going to go this way. Creativity is subjective. You know, oh. what's creative to you could be offensive to somebody else. And what's offensive to somebody else could be hilarious to me. So you can't worry about what other people think when it comes to creativity. What you should do is exactly what you just said. Just relax and figure out how to unleash your authentic voice. And in doing so, you're probably going to unleash your heart as well. No, and I couldn't agree. That's why I was here. I'm containing my excitement because you can't see me. But it's 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 such an important thing for I think people to do because I, I I resonate with the story that you said you left a successful business and then you wanted to do something that you really felt passionate about. And you did that. That takes a lot of um just belief in yourself and willing to bet yourself. And then what what a lot of the improvisation teachers that you 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 teach to all those people really just. It's just encouraging people to just explore the depths that they can actually go through. Um, you know, like the selfie stick, for example. Like you said, no one, not everybody's going to think that's creative. Some people think, well, why didn't I just do that? It's just a stick with a camera. Why can I do that? But someone else did it, and then look what happened. It's a, an Oscars gift basket. So um, I, I, I'm just curious, though. When you, I, have you always been this hopeful, or did you ever have doubts? Because part of the journey of being that different person of being yourself in a world that, that you know, sort of barks uh, or at change is sometimes you run into conflict, right? You ran into conflict with your parents. You ran, I'm sure you probably ran into conflict with some of your friends and said, this guy, what are you doing? You have, you're winning all these awards. Like, now you want to go do improv? So how did you deal with conflict? You know, I, I think conflict is also inevitable. Uh, we're not just all, you know, living in the mountains somewhere, able to hold hands and skip through fields of poppy seeds. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We're not... No, I don't think so. You oh, might be. Oh, man. If you are, invite me there. I'll come over there with you. No, nah, no, you're exactly right. So for me, it's, um, you know, it, it's interesting. I think doubt is a dangerous word uh, because if you spend a lot of time in that, then that's where your focus and your energy is going to be. So rather than doubt, I, I am one of the people who, um, makes the decision to focus my energy on the possible and what I can do and then how to make it happen. And that doesn't mean that it's not going to be hard and there's not going to be struggle. It just means that I have that undying attitude that no matter what, I, you're going to see somebody work really hard and I have no problem working really hard. So with that, when I think of conflict, really I think much more of the literary type of conflict, meaning man versus man, man versus self, man versus nature. 
And a lot of people get bogged down by conflict. When in truth, there's nothing wrong with conflict. Conflict is struggle. Conflict is, is tenacity to get past it. And you grapple with conflict on so many different ways, including, as you mentioned, yourself. You know, old man in the sea. That, that was really the biggest uh, Hemingway story about a man's struggle with himself more right. than the big fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's those who can stay focused on making it happen that will persevere in one way or another. And that's not to say that that failure, you can avoid failure. I think failure is also inevitable. Inevitable, for sure. It's yeah. what you do after it that creates the metal of a human being, though. Yeah, it's like a, it's the next step. I always say, um, you know, failure is just the next step for, or it's just a lesson for you to know what to do next in your next endeavor. So sometimes, you know, uh, people have all these success stories and it seemingly came easy to them. But if you really dig deep and ask them, you know, they'll tell you about many, many failures or perceived failures, but they just were able to push through. Um, and it sounds like you did yourself. And then, you know, like what, you, what you've done here. Uh, so, comedy. Bob, I, I, yes. one, one of the first things we, I knew about you once once we got on Skype was that you are, you know, you have this uh, energy of you and you're very, very funny. Um, um, do you, could you do stand-up comedies? I do. It's rare, though. I'm much more of an improviser. And improvisers really deal with ensemble or team more than uh, stand-up. When I do stand-up, I just did a solo show actually yesterday, as a matter of fact, at the, the Annoyance Theater, which recently opened up ground here in Brooklyn, New York. Annoyance is one of the big th- three theaters in Chicago, along with the Second City and the Improv Olympic, now known as I.O., is the Annoyance Theater. And when I do stand-up, I-, I usually do much more of an Andy Kaufman-esque, I'll hold one character for five minutes or seven minutes, and rather than do a classic sort of Seinfeld setup payoff type of right. structure, one joke after next. I'll just let the jokes come from the commitment to the reality and the, the nuances and just the way that I'm, I'm behaving. Uh, otherwise, just this past week was the New York Improv Festival. I did two shows on Saturday. I did a show Sunday afternoon, and then Sunday night I did the, my uh, one-man show, which you could fall into the category of sketch comedy. Um, and, of course, I do hour-long improvised musicals with uh, sort of the, the uh, mothership of improvised musicals, a group called Baby Wants Candy. Baby Wants Candy. Okay. All right. Yeah. Baby Wants Candy does hour-long, completely improvised musicals along with a full band that's improvising the music. So they're improvising the music at the time that we're trying to match our voices to their melodies, and they're matching their melodies to our voices, and it's all... 100% organic across the board. And while we're trying to do all that, we're creating characters and creating relationships and creating arc and doing a, a full improvised musical. And it, was the, it wasn't the first group to do improvised musicals. It was the first one, really, though, to blaze a trail on this is what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. We started doing it back in 96. So gotcha. it's, huh. okay. it's been around forever. <laughs> well, so if, if we were in an improv session, I've never, I'm, I don't know if I'm good at this. What would, how would we go? Would you teach me some improv techniques? I mean, you could... <laughs> let, let's try riffing off each other because I, I, I'm, I'm a little scared about what I'm asking because I, I think I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. But All right, well, <laughs> let, you know, if we're gonna riff off each other, I think we got to have a common understanding of oh, okay. what it is that we're doing. So <laughs> the first thing that you sh- anybody should be learning in improvisation is the idea of yes and, right? Okay. okay. Are you familiar with yes and? Uh, vaguely. Okay. Vaguely. So impro- whether it's related to comedic or theatrical improvisation or business, yes and is broken down this way. It's the cornerstone of all improv around the globe. 
really no matter what country, what little nuance you're in, it's yes and, yes and, yes and. Yes is unconditional acceptance. So you give me this gift, this offer, this opportunity, I accept it at face value. And in the spirits of the comedic improv world is, and as you take this idea and you build directly upon it. So we're always trying to heighten each other and, and accept each other's offers and make each other's ideas work. So you find this common place in the middle where everybody's just trying to make each other look good. In business, it does have the same philosophy. However, when linking it to business, the and in yes is unconditional acceptance and the and is the bridge to your own authentic voice like we were talking about before. Okay, okay. So if you and I were going to do an improv scene together, the first thing I would say is cling to yes and. Right. Okay. If we're both clean to yes and, and the subset of that is just make each other look good, we could talk about anything or, or be in any situation, and it it should work. You know, the failure is the success, and the success is failure, and in doing so, you embrace both equally, and that again is kind of an offshoot of what creativity and art looks like. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a little I'm a little nervous, but I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So, what do you want to? Uh, how about we uh, we tell a story, okay, together. Okay. Whew. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, what is uh, and well, the title of the story is going to be something that you're going to randomly choose. As soon as we do, uh, why don't you start the story? And at any given time, I'm going to interject and take the story from you, and then you take it from me. So this is an exercise as well in give and take, meaning that somebody's going to take it, the other person gives it to them, the right to speak, and then somebody else will take it. You give it to them, or you could just give it as well. And I could just say anything. I could just yeah. All right, so you know what? In the spirit of it, since you're talking first, I'm going to give the suggestion, all right? I'm looking at a, a Valentine's Day card. I'm going to say the suggestion is The Girl on the Hill. Okay, The Girl on the Hill looked at me and... Extended. Her eyes began to water. Was it from the sun or the wind, or was it because of a feeling that we were both sharing in that moment? The moment... That we shared was deep enough to cause an emotional. Uh, this is a. Vomitous in me. I, I began to regurgitate uh, uh, the lunch that I had before. This was not what I wanted to show this girl on the hill. So much I so, yes, that she turned around in disgust and decided to run back down the hill. I chased her only to be met with. The townspeople who formed a human barrier between this girl and me, and this barrier—oh, sorry—and this barrier was not was not going to stop me because I was dead fast in this mission to shake her hand, and so I pushed and plowed through this wall, and then I came upon her father, the final block between she and I. He looked at me and said, "said No, 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 son, you can't get over, you can't get past me." And I, I, not um, afraid of a challenge, decided to push through him only to be rebuffed and um, pushed back because of his hard rock of ah, stomach. Muscles. <laughs> Muscles. <and mindset. laughs> I, could, I pushed and he pushed and he pushed and I pushed. Hours turned into days. Days turned into weeks. Neither <laughs> one of us would give an inch. And finally, the fighting stopped and he looked at me. And, and with a smile, and he said, "You're ready, son. You may have her hand." <laughs> <laughs> that was that, okay. I was <laughs> wow. Okay, well, that yeah, I was I was very nervous. I it was it was so back and forth, but so that's how it goes, huh? 
Well, yeah. I mean, let's be honest here. We're not even looking at each other. So this is, we can't even give cues to each other in any capacity and read each other. So, you know, you were a rock star, and that was great to do. <laughs> well, I pretty, you know, you know, that was one of the things I wanted to do with the interview, because I, I knew it was an improv interview, I was, and I was prepping myself throughout the time, I'm going to get myself ready for this. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to say something. But, um, no, okay, so that was good. I, I can, I was uh, forced to get out of my comfort zone there, so um, thank you for doing that with me. Well, thanks for surprising me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, that's, I've got to do that. <laughs> So, um, as, as we um, center back here to the interview, I'm just curious as to words you have for youth. So, someone like, let's say, millennial audience. I'm 25, and I, you know, I decided to venture. I'm, I'm in New York City, by the way, as well. I'm 25, and then uh, before I launched the media company, it was either consulting, typically as the, the MBA program, or start my own company. And I decided to do, you know, pretty much what you did and start my own company. And it was, it's been bootstrapped from the beginning, but now it's starting to get traction. What would you say for any other person willing to dare to be different and be themselves? Life is short and a very long journey. So you've got to find something that you love to do. And as we talked about before, you know, failure is really inevitable. So... Embrace it and just learn from it. And don't let one single failure failure define you. You know, it's not one single at bat in the course of a baseball season that defines a batting average. There's multiple strikeouts and there's multiple hits and there's multiple home runs and there's multiple hit by pitches. Okay, okay, all right, all right. I love it. I love it. At UID, we like to say, use your difference to make a difference. How do you, Bob, use your difference to make a difference? Well, one of the things that my mentor, Martin DeMont, who created the Second City Training Center, instilled in me is not only the love of teaching improvisation, it's really a desire to connect with people and help people understand that struggle, as we talked about before, really is okay. And connection with people is so important. So getting past whatever facade might exist and whatever barriers you might put up is so important to reach out to not only peers at work and friends that you haven't touched base with as well it's it's family members who you know might have caused a little grief in the past and getting past the things that aren't important and, and clinging to the things that are important okay no no i like that i like that i like that a lot and okay so that's you know those are the sage words do you think that luck, I know you talk about this, you said serendipity, do you think luck played any part in your success? You know, there's a, a pretty famous study, a uh, psychology study, behavioral psychology study, where uh, the scientists asked people if they consider themselves lucky. You know, random group, I'll, I don't know the exact numbers, so I'll just say 100 people. Ask 100 people if they consider themselves lucky, and then he just gives them a newspaper, and on a single page of a paper in a pretty big block is an advertisement that says, if you submit this advertisement to the researcher, you get $100. And when it was all said and done, an overwhelming percentage of the people who thought they were lucky actually found the ad and turned it in for $100, and an overwhelming percentage of people who did not think they were lucky did not see the ad and did not get $100. So I think luck is part of a mindset that if you're open to opportunities and and just enjoying this crazy roller coaster of a ride that's life 
then you're going to find those moments of luck and take advantage of them. And if your head is down and you're just focused on single things, and especially if you're focused on the negative, then that's what you're going to achieve. You're, you're going to achieve the negative. If you're focused on the positive, you at least put yourself in a greater position to achieve the positive. Yeah, I mean, if, if there's anything I can say I've learned from the interview, it's talking about the importance of embracing change, the um, the fact that, you you know, you need to open your mind up to, you know, just with the way the world is and actually be brave enough to be yourself in uh, in today's world. Um, I will say those are the three things. is embrace change, open your mind, and be brave enough to be yourself. Uh, it seems like those can help lead to creative solutions. Um, sounds like that's what you're saying. Yes. I might add one more, which I think Please. is open to, to be yourself, which is try. Try. Yeah. I mean, that's try. one of the biggest things in life that people regret, that they didn't go do something. They didn't try to do something. Just, just try. Okay. The worst thing that's going to happen for the most part is you end up in the same exact place you are right now. Yeah, and then there's nothing wrong with that. So, right? Oh, right. <laughs> no, <laughs> at least you tried. So, where can we find out more about you then? Uh, well, how can we get in touch with you? What, where, what are you offering? And, you know, where can we learn more about Business Prov? Yeah, well, please uh, follow Business Improv on Facebook, and you can follow Business Improv on Twitter under at Biz, B I Z, Improv. And you can also follow me on Twitter at, at my last name, K-U-L-H-A-N. Um, and just you know jump on the website of businessimprov.com and check us out. Yeah, businessimprov.com. You can follow me on Twitter. I'll put all this in the show notes as well. Uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and obviously, you know, you guys all saw how bad I did early on, but that's the first step. Uh, <laughs> at least I was opening my mind. I tried, right? I tried. That's what I, I didn't did. think it was bad. I thought that was a, a lovely love story. Uh, you, yeah, you know, and it wasn't even going to be a love. I didn't know what it was. It was a girl in the hills. Like, uh, what am I going to do? How do I get her down? And how do I reach her? That's all I kept thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. No, I appreciate this. So, thank you Laura, uh, so much for taking the time. Though, um, and then I'm really hoping to make sure this movement advances because uh, um, like you were saying I, I, I do, I've, you opened my mind into what improv can do and I, I'm a firm believer now in the way it can help build business skills and learn in the future So I hope you uh, find a theater as well then especially in New York there's a lot of great ones you can take classes anywhere really yeah and I, learn I, yes I, and I talk with you it's great yeah I, I'm going to start yes and in <laughs> I'll, I'll just do, I'll do it randomly with my friends. I'm like, oh, what are you doing, Tyler? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? You're going to get in all sorts of great adventures. And I don't know if you're a single man or not. If you find yourself around some ladies and you yes and them, they're going to enjoy you as well. Oh, well, you know, I am single, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, then take that as uh, at least food for thought next time you're out and about. Uh, Start guest handing them, and they're gonna have a. You're all gonna have a good time. <laughs> well, thank you very much. This has been a pleasure, um, and I, I can't wait for this to come out. I'll put it in, in the show notes and let you know you all know when it come out. Ah, thank you. I can't wait as well. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to use your difference to make a difference, as well as for show notes, head over to www.uidmag.com. Till next time, go out and make an impact in your world. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.